Hello there, podcast fans. Andrew Bray here with your favorite podcast host, my mother. Yes, I'm here. I'm actually here with Andrew in his home. It's amazing what happens when a person has a child, how their <laughs> their parent just magnetizes themselves across states in order to play with the grandchild. Oh, yeah, and I did. <laughs> it was fun. Thanks a lot. This oh, was so good. Are you kidding me? Just watching him crawl all over us. It's really fun. <laughs> it was the best ever. Oh, man. Okay, you're, you're smiling like crazy, and I know it mostly has to do with your grandkid right now, but I'd like you to tell us a little bit about the upcoming conversation we're about to hear. Oh, it's with Max Roach. Max is um, an amazing person who I just... I just fell in love with him when I found out he loves, he was a musician first and he was a drummer. And some of the things that he shared with me, one is that he played with Beyonce and the Rolling Stones. I was like blown away. And then found out he started his own business with his kids. And we're going to talk about that. Okay. How old are his kids? How old were his kids when he started this business? Oh gosh, I don't remember. But they're nine and six right now. Oh, okay. So, so they're a few years young been... entrepreneurs. Got it. Oh my gosh, they have their own video <laughs> video channel and everything. It's and books. They have books that they created. It's all about music and how you can learn words and counting and things like that by just feeling it. Okay, that's rad. Well, that makes sense. If he's a drummer, then learning learning how to intuit your way through numbers and rhythms. First off, uh, I'm still just kind of hanging on the fact you said he played with Beyonce, among other people. That's got to be awesome. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to put up one with Buffy St. Marie that he did, a video. I, I'm just blown away that, I, that he found me, and then I found him, and I just feel we're going to be friends forever. He's just amazing. I, I know... Everyone is going to love this conversation. All right, everybody, enough waiting. Let's stick around for a conversation with Barbara Bray and drummer and fancy parent, Max Roach. <laughs> I'm really excited. I've had some good conversations already with this amazing person. Oh, Maxwell Roach, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Barbara. Great to be here. Great to chat with you. Hey, we talk. Can I call you Max? Max is completely fine. Uh, the less syllables, oh, the better. <laughs> we, it's always great to be efficient. <laughs> yeah, people call me Barbara and I go, oh, I don't know if I like that. As long as they don't call me Barbie, I guess. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so let me t boast about you just a little bit. I want my audience to know sure. about you. Just a Sounds little? Good. Okay. <laughs> So Max has traveled a diverse career trajectory, spanning childcare, food, technology, and the education sectors. And let me add, performing as a musician, hey, you know, we're going to talk about that too, right? <laughs> Got to do it, of course. Love it. We have to. We have to. And Max is a children's book author, leads a multi-centered childcare organization as CEO and also works as an operation director and consultant for e-commerce tech companies globally. Is that all you do? <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to create the list. <laughs> I'm sure it's there's so more time. Long. Yeah. 
It's amazing. Max values the need to fill the industry gaps by way of disruption and modern solutions. I am so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Wow. Well, listen, Barbara, I mean, we, we had connected on Twitter. So thank you for, for, you know, accepting connection and whatnot. And we had some great threads that were happening in our chat and everything. And then we were able to, to have a conversation previously as well. So sweet to talk to you. Amazing, incredible, and really excited mm-hmm. to, to sort of just, I guess, you know, this is education is interesting to me. Now, I, I myself have obviously, I've gone through the system to some degree, and now I'm sort of, you know, administering it. Uh, to some degree, and to be able to speak with individuals like yourself that have already influenced me from the few conversations that we've had to (laughs) to do many things. You know, this is a blast. Definitely into this. Well, we'll probably have to get you back after you keep changing careers or changing whatever. (laughs) You're just amazing. I always start out my podcast with the why. I want you to just kind of explain your why right now. Absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the things that even yourself, so you, you are someone that after we had a conversation, I had to take some time and I do apologize to you specifically because I may have taken a little too long as well to get back to you. So I, I, I was really thinking on this deeply because I, I, I've, as you'd mentioned, I've been across many different uh, industries, right? You know, there's been food, there's been music, uh, you know, now education. And I really wanted to take time to really think about this and one of the one of the major pivotal pivotal there we go points in my life was when i had children and what this actually did is it took my thought process away completely from myself and it brought it to them so this is at that point that's actually when i had left the music industry and of course we'll go through you know a lot of what had happened i was in it for about 10 years at that point and I said, you know what? I need to take a break from this and I need to focus on my children. So upon focusing on my children, I really realized that they had so much potential, so much potential, right? And I think throughout this, I was able to realize that as well, that you know what? Being able to really pay attention to those who are around you is actually very important, right? There's a lot of value and you can learn from people and not only from you know, individuals that are our colleagues, uh, those who are even our own ages and whatnot uh, within you know professional career, but we can learn from children as well. And actually, children also need us to be able to give them that one-on-one time, right? And it really does create a strong connection with them too. So I found that, and you know, not to get into it too early, but myself, for those who may be listening or you know maybe cannot see me, so I'm how I say it is, I'm a black individual. And I'm existing, right, in the ecosystem, right? So coming from the Black community, um, I've just found that, you know, looking to educate and become an educator, uh, one that is able to kind of disseminate, uh, you know, information in a succinct way, I felt that it has been my calling throughout, just throughout my whole journey, right? Even within music, I had been a musical director, right? Where in that case, you need to be able to explain to your bandmates, uh, sort of be that liaison between the artist and those who are are within the band and even with record labels, just being able to teach and understand and give information and bring people together. It's always been a part of who I am. And I think that it's, it's even more important for myself to be able to see myself as a role model to those as well. So, you know, that's always been a big piece for me. And I've always felt, you know, just reflecting on my own experiences and things like that. Um, I wanted to have that representation 
I want to really be that person that can represent for my community uh, as a role model. So my why really does stretch. It's, it's a wide why, but it really does come down to it's my community and I believe in children, right? Really that potential and being that role model for those. And to be honest, Barbara, I would say that this is one of the first times that I've really taken the time to sit down and think about what is it exactly that I'm trying to bring to the educate to the world, not only to the education community, but just to the world in itself. And you know, thank you for that. And I, I'd say that's really where my why kind of stands from at this point. Wow. I mean, Max, you and I've already had a conversation, and the last one, it was you were sharing. It was like you're on this really amazing journey. And what is really nice is you're open to kind of look at, I mean, you sent me pictures of your beautiful children (laughs) and we're going to talk about them also, but it's like all of us are on a journey at all points of our life. We are learning from our experiences. We're growing. We're, you know, even assessing why we failed at a certain thing and why we didn't go in that direction and why we need to go in a different one. And that's why I always ask about the why, because I feel you, you came on this podcast before we you know, started recording and said, oh, you won't believe what happened. <laughs> and it's amazing to me how when we are, a door is open and we're open to go through it or to at least explore and do some self-discovery. It's amazing what we find out about ourselves. And you're just a beautiful person. I just look at you and I'm just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's it, well, it's the same with you as well, because I, I think, like you said, we're all on a journey here. Yeah. And, you know, the, our children are also on this journey. Yeah. Right. They're at a different stage. So we all need guidance to some degree. We all need colleagues. We all need conversation. We're all redeveloping our whys as well. I mean, I know for myself, it's changed over the years, as of course we had mentioned earlier, going through these different stages. Yeah. But what I found is that as long as I've always found that I, I had a pretty strong core as to who I wanted to be within myself, I've always wanted to be a strong, positive figure. Nothing more, nothing less. I just want to be that. So whether I'm in the music industry, whether I'm, you know, working in food, whether I'm, you know, at some point, listen, at some point I was driving Uber. That was my job because I, I didn't have anything lined up, but I mm-hmm. knew that I needed to make a change, right? So I needed to figure something out. And at that point, you know, well, where, where was my thought process? I always wanted to make sure that I had a positive, strong positioning within myself. So be, to be able to change and move within your why, changing your why to maybe going in one direction to another I still feel that there's still a core that we all have. Mm-hmm. And once we really lock into that, then again, they say it, all of these old adages are true. The world is your oyster, right? You can, <laughs> you can become whatever you want. I, all the cliches I've, I've now realized are actually true. But now we can, like myself, I found that now I, as I begin to act on it and I begin to have more conversations and I feel more, I guess, connected to myself as well and to my family and to my why, I feel as though, wow. I can really take advantage of this and create something beautiful for the world. So it's been amazing. It really has. Well, I'm, I feel honored to be part of it. I mean, it's just so nice to learn about you and um, have our conversations and see how they're growing. It's just been, that's one of the reasons why I like doing the podcasts. I like to do the 
one before so I can get to know you. Now I really know you and it's only going to grow our relationship. And that's really special. That's one of the reasons why I feel that we need to take the time to really listen and get to know another person so we can really feel their heart and what's going on with them. So I'm going to go back a few years. <laughs> you sent me some videos and some pictures of you playing the drums and doing all these amazing things. How did, how did that all start? I mean, it's so amazing. Ah. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, thank you for that. And you know, thank you for taking a look. And music is really interesting. And it, it's a very, uh, it's a passionate project. And for many, it's a hobby. For some, it's uh, it's just something that they enjoy, and for some, it becomes a career, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, for some, it becomes something that becomes a religion as well. So, I think for myself, now I've always been in music. My family, you know, my my dad played the drums. Uh, he also went from drums to playing the flute, and then not maybe five years ago, I found out that he played ukulele. <laughs> so just all these beautiful things that I just learned oh. over the years, who knows what else he knows. And I, I, luckily I still have him here as well. Oh. So it's always been beautiful. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I found that, you know, my dad, he was and is someone that is very strong in terms of uh, being, being, I guess, uh, confident in yourself, but also making sure that you're being consistent. And that's one thing that my dad really sort of ingrained in me. He always, oh, he always said, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. So this idea of practice and of making sure that you're always ready has always been something that he's ingrained in, right? And this has been in music. And let me tell you, Barbara, I didn't always want to play music. Really? You can talk wow. to my parents about it. Oh, my goodness. The story, the stories that, that I know personally and that also my parents tell me about trying to get me to practice playing the piano at first. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Oh, tough experiences. I'd be crying. I, oh, I don't want to practice. I don't want to play. I didn't want to <laughs> perform in front of anybody. None of those things, right? And it's, it's incredible because as, as you saw, right, you know, there's videos and there's photos of me performing and, you know, all these things. These were things that I, I thought that I would ever be doing, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe to your listeners as well where, Sometimes when you just dive in and you just go for it, you never know what's going to come out from that, right? <laughs> so me, music, it's always been in my life. I think in, in um, you know, I was playing in church. That's sort of how it started, playing a lot of uh, organ and piano in church, and then moved to drums. Drums was always just in the household, right? So we'd always be playing and things like that. And I became drummer in church, things like that. And then actually, it's funny because I was going to go into computer science out of high school. So I did go into computer science. I actually went and studied uh, one year of computer science at university. And uh, I, I, you know, I was building websites previous to that. I had a web design business company with a few of my buddies, things like that in high school, right? So <laughs> I'd always had that mind, right? Where it's like, I love math. I love, uh, you know, I love focusing on problems and solving problems and things like that, right? But when I got to university, let me tell you, Barbara, I did not want to sit at a computer on a black screen just trying to put code in. That wasn't for me. <laughs> I, I was still an artist at heart, right? Yeah. So my yeah. mom, my mom actually found a school across Canada. And for those who don't know, I live in Canada here. Uh, at the time I was living in Windsor, Ontario. So she said, you know what? Go across the country, 
we're going to do an audition for music because that's, that's what you know how to do. So it was her that actually made me do it. Mm. And so I went, I auditioned, I got in, um, and it was a, it was a jazz program. And let me tell you, I didn't know anything about jazz. I knew nothing about jazz. And my name, Max Roach is the name of a famous jazz drummer who pioneered jazz drumming. So I'm going to this school, not knowing anything about jazz with the name of a famous jazz drummer. Let me tell you, if there's something that will put fire under you, that's it right there. Oh. I, I did not want to embarrass me. <laughs> For sure, right? Yeah. So within, the, you know, within those years, I really practiced. Listen, I was, it was very interesting because when I look back on it now, now I'm, I'm not the master of the drum set, right? But I think there's something, you know, there's the 10,000 hours that you put into something, right? When you're kind of on this quest to mastery, approaching mastery, whatever that might be, you learn a lot around that, on that road. And you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about consistency. You learn a lot about practice. You learn a lot mm-hmm. about collaboration. You learn about being humbled. <laughs> All kinds of things, right? It's incredible. There's always someone better than you as well, right? Especially in the music world. <laughs> so that's a whole other thing. But throughout those years, listen, by the end of, those, the, the, end of the first year of going to school, I was performing with my teachers, I was playing on jazz gigs, you know, across the the province. It was fantastic. I was going on tours. Who would have thought this would be the case? And so after those two years in Edmonton, uh, Edmonton, Alberta, so I actually moved to Toronto, Ontario. And then there I started studying at university. Uh, Within the first few months of going there, I was already touring, which was fantastic. Met all kinds of individuals. I was touring with uh, one of, uh, someone who, is sort of, he was sort of like a rival to Michael Buble at the time. His name was Matt Dusk. So we were touring jazz. Uh, we, I was able to go to Japan and Austria, Hungary, all these places, which was wow. amazing. And it, it was really an incredible journey. And within all of that, you know, it, I was still in school at the time and I was building connections and I was networking. All of these things that we talk about as well, right? Uh, when, we, when we do certain things in education, say we go to conferences and we do all these things, how do we learn how to network? And this was my training ground for being able to do all these things, wow. right? All yeah. while sort of, you know, uh, approaching, uh, the, you know, incre- in, uh, increasing in skill within my skill set as well, because you're learning all at the same time. So it was really great to go through all of this. And really this networking, it brought me to heights that I would have never dreamed of. I'm all of a sudden I'm on stage, you know, touring, opening for Beyonce, going across Canada uh, at the biggest stadiums that are, are available. And, you know, I was able to meet with the Rolling Stones. I remember Charlie Watts, the late, great Charlie Watts. Oh, wow. uh, he, we did a performance uh, of uh, like jazz renditions of some of the Rolling Stones songs. And I look out and he's in the, in the audience right at the front, right? And oh, I'm playing wow. drums. So we invited him up. He played my drums. We had conversations afterwards. He he always wore the tightest pants, right? It's, it's amazing. <laughs> but he, his style is impeccable, untouched. So, you know, being able to, to be on stages with these individuals has been fantastic and kind of networking my way in and showing that I'm I'm available to be in these scenarios. It's, it, it still blows my mind thinking about it, right? And as you saw, right, there, there's a lot of performances and videos and things that we're a part of. So being on that journey is great. And then all of that realize that, well, you know, the, the, the whole thing starts to happen, right? You, you, you meet your wife, you have your ch- a child, right? Things like that. And 
the, the whole mindset really does change. I mean, can I still be touring the world? Am I going to ignore my kids, right? Am I going to ignore my wife? Yes, okay, I can bring in some cash doing it. But my heart has always been that, listen, I always wanted to get married, especially coming from church as well. I've always wanted to be married. I always want to have a family. So I had to put down music for some period of time. And let me tell you, that is actually what really launched me into a completely different direction. And they always say it. Here's another cliche. One door closes, a window opens or another door opens, mm-hmm. right? And that's really, listen, I had to call all, everyone that I was doing, playing music with. And I said, I'm done. I'm sorry. I have to focus on my family. So I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have anything lined up. I just knew that it was something that I had to do. Wow. So I, it was really incredible. And, you know, that's kind of the music stage at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. if we look at it now, listen, we're still in music. Our kids... They play piano. My daughter loves playing the drums. We record music videos with times tables and skip counting where my kids are rapping and singing and all these things. So the music portion never ends. And we've had conversation about this previously, Mm -hmm. about making sure to keep those things that are dear to you within your journey. And I think that was one thing that you, that when we spoke on the last uh, call that really stuck out to me was make sure that you stay with you know, those things that are very close to you. So mm-hmm. being able to keep that within education, I think has been really interesting, but that's kind of the music piece effectively wow. of how it started and how I got here. And it's been great. So you started when you were in basically in high school and then you played around with being an entrepreneur. So you have that mindset, right? It's just interesting how you were able to kind of explode when you found out there was another Max Roach. <laughs> yes, I, I think that there are always, at least when I look at it, there are always pivotal moments mm-hmm. when you know that you just have to perform. You have to perform regardless, right? So if you can lean into it, fantastic. And so now going through so many different businesses as well, working with, I've worked with many startups, right? So being able to understand that maybe what you try won't work And guess what? That's okay. Has actually given me a lot of power, even over myself to say, well, you know what? I'm just going to try it. And here we are (laughs) six industries later, (laughs) right? Uh, Working through education, right? Which I really do feel is is close to my heart anyway. I I think this is a very important time as well to be a part of this. Well, it's your why now too. And you have your children who are actually involved with you and your wife, which is wonderful. I mean, I was going to go and talk about some of the other things that you went through, but I think we should just go right there. You you came up with an interesting name for your company. How did that happen? Of course, yeah. So John Aves Learning Club, right? Uh, so I have, we have two children, right? So I have a nine-year-old daughter, six-year-old son. So my son's name is Jonah. So that's the first three letters of John Aves, <laughs> J-O-N. And then my daughter's name is Ava and she's nine. And that's the last portion. So John Aves Learning Club. And again, like I've mentioned before, family is so important to me. Yeah, I've always loved the idea of having a family business, right? There are many family businesses out there. I think that it's, at that point, it comes from the heart regardless, being able to include your family in there. We've been able to create so many YouTube videos and things like that as well. I have my kids going out and talking to strangers, challenging them to times tables competitions. It's so much fun and they love it. 
just to see how they, they think it's hilarious. They have a great time. So Kitty yeah. in the family is really fantastic. Yeah. How did you start it though? I mean, was it you and you came up with the idea or you and your wife came up with it? I mean, how did it happen? Yeah. You know, that's, that's a good question. And I feel like every time I think about this, uh, it sort of evolves in, in, in my mind because it wasn't necessarily an idea to just start a business. This business pretty much started almost unsaid when we had our first child hmm. from when, for some reason, we both knew and we never talked about this, that our daughter was going to go to French school because we wanted that to be kind of the, the, the formative education for her. Hmm. We never talked about this. And when we started talking about schools and daycares, we said, oh, yeah, oh, there's a French uh, daycare over there. Oh, yeah, 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 that's what we're doing. Great. Aww. So we've always had this idea. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And we've that's always neat. had this idea of education first. So one of the things that we've done, uh, especially with both of our children, and this is sort of the basis of how we kind of hoped that the company would actually be successful, was we wanted to, <laughs> it was kind of an experiment. I love experiments. Right. Again, I went into computer science for a reason. I'm still somewhat of a scientist at heart as well. I love solving problems. I love hypothesis. Right. My thought process was if I give education to my child at the earliest of ages, because when you think about it from a music perspective, right, and I'm coming at this from that perspective where I see how these quote unquote music prodigies are actually made and they're actually made from hard work and early exposure. So mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Let me try this with education. Let me see what happens. We're going to feed content to our, to, to our first daughter, right? We're going to feed the content of education, of letters, of numbers. But we're also going to really push the barrier and say, I want them to be skip counting early. I want them to be reading very early. And this is all the content that we want them to consume. And of course, there's music around and there's life and there's all these things, right? But YouTube has always made it, again, I didn't have YouTube growing up. So <laughs> YouTube has made it very easy to be with your child and have them consume content that you'd like to have them consume. Now, it's also very easy to have them consume content that you don't want them to consume. Yeah. So you kind of got to pay attention, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And this, this was a big piece for us. So we use this sort of combined, I guess, this one-on-one -on -one approach with our children at the earliest of ages. I mean, one month old. They're out and we're starting to do, uh, you know, reading with them, starting to do some videos with them, having them understand, you know, having them actually actively start to try to say the words by the time they're six months, seven months and, you know, sounding out letters and words. And you know what? It worked for our first one because she just had a wealth of knowledge. And even when I watch her now, the way that she sort of ingests information and how quickly she does it and how well she remembers it. I'm like, I wish I had that skill set, you know? And so we said, okay, if we can do this with one, let's try this with our second. So we did the same thing, same format, obviously a little different because they were different children. Um, and our, our son, he, he's incredible. What, what an individual. Uh, so we did the same sort of uh, practicing. And I'll give you an example of one thing that we did. So they have these YouTube sort of, I guess, little short movies called sight words, right? There's a bunch of different ones online. So what we would do, we would sit with our kids, right? Or one of them, and we would be there at the TV, right? And again, for those educators who are upset that we're watching TV, I apologize. 
it's it's how we did it. <laughs> it's how we are where we are right now. We're in the digital age, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on who you are. So we actually would, we would play a video and there would have these little caricatures, right? That would be up there. Now it would say a word, let's say it's the word uh, the, as an example. And the caricature would repeat the, 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 in all these different uh, kind of tones. And then it would take the word and it would put it into a full sentence and have a scene behind it. So at that time, we would pause the video. We would literally pick up our child and take them and say, this is the word the, or this is the word and, or this is the word fantastic. So over time, as you do this, and again, I come from practice and I come from repetition. So over time, which is also the basis of our, of our, of our sort of company values. So over time, we start to realize that now they're seeing the words, they're saying the words, and they're remembering them. What a simple concept. Do it often, and then it becomes a part of you. So that became the basis of how we found that this could work for both of our children. So fast forward years of doing this in mathematics, numbers, letters, words, all kinds of things, right? Music as well. And at one point, and I'm very much fast forwarding, but at one point, so we would take work to what, uh, the YMCA and we would actually be doing work while one child is doing swimming lessons or the other one's doing karate, the other one's doing, you know, abacus homework or mathematics <laughs> or whatever. And so parents would be walking by us thinking we're the weirdest parents possible, right? But there was one family that came up to me and said, you know what? Can you do this for our child? Because your kids seem to know what they're doing. <laughs> I said, I guess, sure, yeah. Oh. So I ended up working with that child and I was able to actually teach them within 15 to 20 minutes complete new concepts that they had no idea that their child could learn. And I, their child was uh, six at the time. Hmm. And we were going over some uh, skip counting and whatnot. So the mom was blown away. She said, how is this possible? And so from that point, all she did, she started picking up the phone and saying, if you want to actually be doing this, I will connect you. And so from there, that one person, I, I give her so much credit. From that one person, that's how this entire journey started. Wow. I suddenly had more students. I didn't think this was something that I would do at all. And I just leaned into it, right? Now, slightly previous to that, I was the CEO of a childcare. So it was in my head that I wanted to do something like this. Hmm. But it wasn't till that moment that I felt, you know what, let's lean into it. And that was, that was less than a year ago. Oh my gosh. Now that I'm looking at it, <laughs> that was less than a year ago. Yep. And here we are. <laughs> well, I think... Well I want to be able to share because we also put a post together and you gave me all these pictures and, you, and there's some videos. And I'm thinking that my audience needs to know a little bit, you know, about John, John A's learning company yeah, club and just see how it works. So I know there's some videos where with your kids, maybe that would be a cute thing, but I mean, it's like, it, it's amazing. Well, you're just watching you. I, I'm we're doing Zoom and I can see Max and you're we so... Have, we have a matching situation yeah, as well. I have red <laughs> you have the, the red shirt, I got the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a picture of us. How's that? And But That's the thing great. that is amazing is that when you do something you're passionate about, and because you'd mentioned that about your why, and you've been able to combine all those experiences you had into this beautiful 
um, way to involve your family because I, they must love it too. I mean, sometimes kids get tired. They don't want to do things, but it sounds like they're really excited about it. Yeah. And you know, that's a very good point that you bring up because I, I find that, again, I'm coming from music. I'm coming from practice. I'm coming from repetition. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from true joy and love and compassion and, uh, you know, all, all of these things and passion in itself. And what I found is that when you're introduced to something that's uh, at an early age, that will never leave you. I still remember, right? Uh, I still remember there's this one moment I was in my bed. It was late at night. It had to have been about 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning. And there was music blasting from downstairs. It was blaring. And this was, <laughs> this was before my parents were kind of, you know, going to church and doing things like this, right? So, you know, lots of party was, partying was happening. So I, I was in my bed and there was just music blasting. There were people over and, you know, uh, you know, just a lot of the kind of cultural music. And I don't know why that stuck with me to this day as this feeling of just so- safety. No idea. So you could imagine that, I, and again, as much as I had some, you know, rocky times practicing music with my parents and whatnot, it still has always been a part of me and something that I've always felt to be a, a place of that's been home, that's felt safe. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine that some children kind of have, they're, they're in some unfortunate situations where their feeling of safety may not be the most positive of experiences because of where they're coming from. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that I was able to create that area for my children and that level of safety in something that was rooted in, I wanted it to be education. My wife and I both wanted this. So we have such an awesome responsibility to take care of these beings when they come into the world, right? So why not give them as much positive, as much positivity as you can, as much warmth, as much vibe as you can, everything, as much education. And so when you say, oh, well, you know, know, children get tired and, and these things, my kids, it's nonstop. They wow. love doing this. They would go out and do comp- time tables, competitions, you know, division, whatever, create videos. They'll do that all day because it's just a part of them. That's just what it is. When it's a part of you, you can't help yourself. That's right? so cool. So, I mean, you right now you're you're in Canada. Are you expanding to the States? Are you? I know there's so much. And yeah. I, again, we're going to have to do this again because there are so many nuggets that I we can know, absolutely talk about. I know. It's it, life is full and it's fantastic, right? Especially if, if you take advantage of it. You know, sometimes I think we feel as though we might be trapped or locked into what we're doing, mm-hmm. but ultimately we're, we can create our own story. So why not? Right. It's, it's, it's more fun that way. Always got to have fun. Right. Yeah. So uh, I, being in Canada, it's, it's great here. Uh, there's, there's, there are many schools as well. So right now we're doing a few things. We collaborate with libraries across Ontario uh, in, in our province here, we connect with schools as well. So we have our program that's actually in schools uh, across Canada. We are opening up to the U.S. right now as mm-hmm. well. I actually just came back from a conference where I connected with many educators as well. So we're working with them getting into their schools with this 15-minute math program that we're looking to do. Uh, that seems to be, I don't know, people seem to be enjoying it. So lots of wow. instructors that I have on board as well. So it's been great. Uh, but yes, it really does kind of revolve around creating that one-on-one connection. And you mentioned it. In fact, you said it earlier and it gave me shivers 
just a little bit. I got some goosebumps Ooh. here because <laughs> I felt that you had mentioned it's very important that we listen to each other, right? That's one of the greatest skills that we have. We can have conversation and we can listen to where other people are coming from. So one of the main things, we call this the three L's, right? Love it, learn it, and live it. That's, the, that's our mission right there. That's our mission. We need to make sure, I don't know if you've tried to learn something that you that you've haven't liked, <laughs> yeah. right? But it's the worst experience. Maybe for some people it's doing your taxes. Maybe for some <laughs> people it's, I don't know, who knows, right? Yeah. Maybe for some people it's learning an instrument, right? <laughs> for me, it was learning an instrument at one point. I did not enjoy it. But until I really grew a love for it, that's when things started to take off, right? And that's what I personally want to ingrain in children is that you love this. You love education, regardless of who you are. We're wired to learn. So what is it that you enjoy and how can we take the concepts that you're required to learn, right? And use that and combine it with that that you love already, right? For some people, maybe they love shoes. Maybe they love (laughs) basketball. Maybe they love, you know, music, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they just love people. How do we take education and give that to the children? And what we're doing is we're doing this in 15-minute intervals because why not? It's something fun to try, and we've tried it. And to be honest, from a lot of the research that I've done from doing instruction with a lot of children over the last year, and even before that as well, because I was working with children in many different capacities, I mean, all they need is 15 minutes. Because after that, I mean, they're thinking about other the things, range, especially in this digital yeah. age. I don't think it's just children. I think it's all of us. I, I mean, the thing about children is they're so curious, and schools, unfortunately, they don't really give them time to be curious and creative. So, if you give them those little chunks of really, you know, the 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 wisdom or whatever it is that they really, really want. It's exciting. It's exciting. And it's great to see when they grasp it. I yeah. mean, I'm sure you've seen it on, in multiple occasions. Again, and by the way, this whole education sector, unbelievable people. Yeah. I was working, so as the CEO of uh, a, a child care, so we had 250 children across four centers, right? So I was managing quite a bit in that respect. Uh, so we, we had toddlers in there, infants, everything, right? School age as well. And one thing that really resonated me, with me within that time was the early childhood educators, right? Because you mm-hmm. have these early childhood educators or these ECEs that are there and they're working with these infants all day <laughs> or there's these, these preschoolers all, well, but um, if they're doing sort of school age, then of course there's before and after school and after care, right? But, you know, some of these toddlers they're two years old, three years old. They're not really ready for school yet. Their parents got to go to work. So they bring them to us. And these uh, earlier childhood educators, wow, bless their hearts times a thousand because the amount of passion that they have to do the work that they do, it's unparalleled. I've never seen it anywhere else. The only other place that I've seen it is in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Why? And I think I, I mentioned this to you earlier, what I like to say for myself. So I have a degree in music, and I like to say that I have a degree in touching people's souls. Oh. And, right. And to be able to do this, you really have to just have a passion for this. And let me tell you, music is not one of those industries where you go in it to make money. 
if you make money, then you really, really, really made it, right? <laughs> I was really fortunate to do what I was able to, to do in, in the space. But it's the same thing with, with education. I mean, in some areas, some of these educators, you know, the the, the pay scale is kind of all over the map. And mm-hmm. for some, it's it's not really ideal. But they go in every day and they make sure that they're making an impact. So to be in that environment on a daily basis, for me, it was really reminiscent of home yet again. Yeah. So for myself, I see the connection from education to music and whatnot, and I know others do as well. But I think from a professional standpoint, just to see that those are welcoming me with such open arms and having conversations. Hey, I'm a drummer that kind of came in and I'm, you know, starting a business. Here I am. And people are embracing sort of the, the mentality. It's beautiful. So thank you. And to all the colleagues as well. It's been great being in here. Yeah. Oh, you're going to meet more. And I wish we could talk all day, but <laughs> I'm going to bring it together to make sure people can connect with you. What is a good way for them to reach you and meet you? Wow. Well, I mean, we've got so many. We try to do as much as we can online right now. Yeah. Please contact me on Twitter. Twitter is amazing. It's a great space uh, when used responsibly. <laughs> fine. So you can, you can get in touch with me at John Aves TV. So that's at J-O-N. A-Y-V-E-S-T-V. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that there's a place for show notes as well, which isn't really an issue, but mm-hmm. you can catch me there. Check out our YouTube. You can do the same, John Aves TV, at John Aves TV. You'll see everything on there uh, that has to do with even uh, our skip counting videos, with our kids going out and having fun with other adults, doing times tables, them doing, you know, mental math and division, all kinds of things, right? So lots of fun there. We have children's books as well, which we didn't even talk about that. Oh, too. the books. I, I know that. Well, we could just, I know. just share a little bit. And then we'll go. <laughs> I just love them. Oh, it's great. So we have these little books. We have shapes books. We have count by books. We've mm-hmm. got uh, multiplication books. We've got a bunch, mostly around math and very simple concepts that mm-hmm. are in stories, right? Oh. We're built to ingest stories. That's who we are as humans. Yeah. So we created this for these kids. Our kids were involved in this as well. So we've got eight books out right now. Uh, I was thinking that I want to actually start creating a few more as well. It's just been so, it's been quite busy and it's been great to connect with people as well. But check those out. We've got those on Amazon. You can go online, John Abe's books on Amazon. You can find everything there. You can find it on our website as well, johnaves.com. So lots of ways to get in touch for sure. Well, definitely. We'll make sure people can go to the post because I'm going to put, I mean, it was you drumming. I just was just like, oh my, I had to show my husband. I said, you got to look at this. Look at it. It's so great. (laughs) You know what? You know what's funny about that? I got that video sent to me because I I didn't, I don't know when everything gets released. I got it sent to me from a friend of mine who for some reason now lives in the same city as me. He sent it to me randomly. He said, is this you? (laughs) Like, oh. It is me. There we go. Because, you know, things circulate and things like that as I know. well. But that, that was a great one. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, I just loved it. I, the beat was really good. And your hair was really fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. I had the, the part mohawk at that time. So things have changed over the years. <laughs> oh, well, this has just been amazing. It's, I always say it's like we're going to be on a, my virtual porch. And it really felt like that. I felt like we could really find and get a lot of it, uh, a lot about you. And in a fun way, because I mean, you, 
when you're with someone who's really passionate and loves what they do and is willing to grow and change and share, uh, it's just, Max, thank you so much. <laughs> Listen, thank you. And you know what? A, a, a bit of a shout out as well to, I think we have a common mutual connection, Robert Martellacci, because <laughs> he's another Robert. individual. Yeah. Oh my goodness. When you, what an infectious personality, you know, very contagious in the way that he's, he presents himself. Like you, you feel as though you're just in a beautiful relationship immediately. So I've been able to connect with him and then, you know, being able to kind of, you know, I know that the two of you are colleagues as well. So shout out to him as well, because it's it's that same energy. So I really appreciate this, Barbara. This is great. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I'll tell Robert and he'll have to listen to our wonderful talk. <laughs> and thank go. you again and have an, ah, enjoy your family, enjoy everything. And we'll definitely have to meet in person someday. Oh, we will. Definitely. Yes. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rethinking Learning Podcast and my conversation with Max Roach. I learned so much from Max about his years as a drummer on tour, a musician, and now his adventure with John Nave's Learning Club with his lovely family. It was such a great talk that I hope you share it with your friends. Make sure you check out the blog post Max helped me write that goes with this podcast. Actually, did you know that there are over 150 podcasts and reflections on my website? My website's at barbabray.net. Don't miss it. It would be awesome if you subscribed to my podcast. In fact, I'd be really grateful if you wrote a review. So thanks again for listening. Keep sharing your story and please stay safe and be well.